0: It's the Hoffman Show, we're on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app and streaming live on YouTube at the Team 980. Uh, Coming up later in the show, so here is the plan as of now. Um, We are going to have Logan, so Logan is scheduled to interview, as uh, those of you watching can see I'm uh, stalling because I'm checking the time on my phone. Logan uh, is, is doing some stuff for the commanders and all of their media uh, stuff right now, and including interviewing Dan Quinn. When he is done with that, he's going to pop over here as we're out in the media annex in Ashburn. And we're going to essentially do a live on the radio version of Take Command. So you're going to get extended Hoffman-Paulson football talk for a while. So that's going to be sick. Uh, later on in the show, I have to actually, in the next commercial break, uh, Anthony, I need to go out and back into the main media annex because I came, I sprinted back over here after the presser and, and got everything set up. But I got to check in and see who's still out there. But Sam Fortier, I do believe, is going to pop in here. So uh, very much looking forward to talking to Sam. Uh, always look forward to talking to Sam no matter what. But he's actually profiled Cliff Kingsbury uh, for a piece in The Ringer all the way back in 2017. Uh, now, of course, Sam here with The Washington Post, but he spent time with Cliff. So we will talk to Fortier about that a little later in the show. And then we'll see who else is, is hanging out out there and if anybody wants to come in and uh, talk on the radio here uh, with us. So uh, I do want to talk about Cliff Kingsbury real quick, though. And, and first and foremost, uh, Sam actually asked the question, why? Uh, why Cliff Kingsbury and why Joe Witt Jr., the defensive coordinator? And uh, Anthony, I do think that uh, DQ talked about uh, Cliff Kingsbury first, so we can stop this bite uh for, for now, all due respect to Joe Witt Jr. I just want to talk about Cliff. And uh, as we've established, DQ, he can he can go on for a little bit, uh, but here's why Dan Quinn uh, hired Cliff Kingsbury.
1: Well, I think um, I'll take you back a bit. And so, when you're getting prepared for this, you don't you're not sure what job you're going to get. You know, you're you're thinking, okay, this, you know, opportunity, this opportunity. So it's a little different than being on their side, where they were going to select. Where on the coaching side, you were going to see where would be a good fit, and the coaching staff would be the fit irregardless of where you went, okay? So for me, selecting a place that I would be able to potentially coach didn't have to do with did they have a quarterback or cap space or any of that. It was ownership and general manager and fan base and what you could create together because cap space changes. I was looking to say, how could we do something long term to kick ass for a long time and continue to play well? Not just because they had won this or won that. So Cliff has always been somebody um, that I've kept up with. Um, years ago, we both coached in college and uh, we first met each other at a, an award show and just kind of hit it off on that time and then competed against each other. I certainly followed his career you know, through his time at Tech and then into Arizona competing. And so in the same way of why I wanted to hire Kyle years ago, like he was hard to go against, he would stretch the field horizontally and vertically and going against Cliff, those same feelings you had, this is gonna be tough formation speed shots down the field aggressiveness boldness to go and so as a coach you were writing down some names if this is something in your future that said if i get that shot this is somebody i would want to talk to and so that's where the the start came from him Uh,
0: so anthony when it comes to this cliff kingsbury hire should i start with the positives or the negatives because i think there's a laundry list of both uh i think you should start with the pros to be honest i think you should start i, I that's where i was leaning to but you know i i, I gotta run it by you you're you're my guy you know dq said that adam peters is his guy to like uh-huh. run things by professionally like that's, that's your job I, you know sometimes i ask you uh to help help produce the show on the fly as opposed to just all the great work you do behind the scenes all right so here's the pros for cliff kingsbury um very innovative offensive mind um, showed that going back a decade, Um, his Houston offense, when he was the OC under Kevin Sumlin with case Keenum at quarterback, averaged like 50 points a game. And that's not an exaggeration. Um, The dude can coach offensive football. He spent time in the NFL. He spent time around some of the best and brightest minds. He was drafted by the Patriots. He was, he was actually as a super bowl champion, uh, didn't play a snap, but uh, he was on one of the super bowl teams with Brady and Belichick back in the day. Uh, So he's been around super high level quarterbacking, super high level coaching, and his track record of quarterbacks he's worked with is pretty freaking ridiculous. Um, some would argue maybe he's lucky to have been around some of those guys. I think a lot of those guys would tell you that he was pretty instrumental in their success, including Patrick Mahomes. Now, they didn't win a lot at Texas Tech, considering that he had Mahomes, but Patrick actually talked recently about how Kingsbury really didn't like limit him. And in the same way that like Steve Kerr was has been essential to Steph Curry and kind of like let Steph be Steph, I think... I think Cliff is a guy who let Pat be Pat in college and Pat figured a bunch of stuff out. And by the time he got to the pros and then gotten a little bit of structure under Andy Reid, he turns into Patrick freaking Mahomes. Um, schematically the things he did at the college level are different than what he did at the pro level. I think Mark Bullock, uh, who does a, such a good job breaking down the tape, um, did a great job on his sub stack. So free shout out for Mark, because, uh, I'm not going to steal his work. I'm going to credit him, but he did a great job of breaking down both passing and running wise. What Cliff did in Arizona, where he took some air raid concepts and some of that stretching the field, but also mixed it with a lot of running the football. Um, James Connor had a ton of rushing yards when he was the running back for Cliff in Arizona. Kyler rushed for 800 yards one year uh, as the starter uh, in his full season or his best season under Cliff. And I think when you look at the quarterbacks coming out, any of the top three, I don't think Drake May is an 800-yard rushing threat. but uh, And I don't think Caleb actually is either, but like Jaden Daniels certainly is. And so you see the, the ways in which uh, Cliff understands quarterback run on top of throw on top of running back run and some of the innovative stuff he did with a lot of gap scheme running, um, which by the way is what Brian Robinson was used to from Alabama. um, That was all good. I think Cliff also did a good job of using pistol to offset some of the deficiencies of shotgun runs in terms of you 90% of the time go side opposite of the back. So if the back is lined up in shotgun offset to the left, 90% of the time you run, right? Well, that's not a thing under center and it's not a thing in pistol. And Cliff, who wants to be in shotgun all the time, put a put a pin in that, seemed to be wanting to be in shotgun all the time, would use in the NFL the pistol to kind of have a different version of doing that. I also wonder if he would operate far more under center if his quarterback wasn't Kyler Murray, which is something we're going to find out because Kyler is five foot nine, And so Kyler's inability to see literally at the line of scrimmage And, uh, you know, if he's, if he's taking a drop back and his first three steps, he can't see over the line because he's too short. No kidding. They put him in shotgun all the time. There's no point in getting him under center other than to be like, Hey, this is a running play. So anything, even play action, you want Kyler's eyes down the field. He did a really good job with the RPO game. Um, that is both pre-snap RPO, where you have two plays called, you get up, you do a box count, and it's like, oh, we're short here, that's where the ball goes. Or a kind of read option style, am I handing this off, or is the linebacker flowing with the run and I'm going to throw a slant behind. He did both. But I think the biggest pro for Cliff Kingsbury is actually something that Dan Quinn just said in that answer. And I hadn't thought of this. This is an original thought. This isn't me uh, reading Mark Bullock and telling you you should go read Mark Bullock if you want to sound smart like I just did. Um, but also knowing some of my own. That wasn't all Mark. I have to do some of my own work. Anyway, the point is, what did DQ say about Cliff and the challenges that he 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 presents as an OC? Big shots, explosive down the field, and when you think back to Terry McLaurin's big gripe about E.B.'s offense, it was that they did not take enough shots down the field. It's like, bro, just throw me the freaking ball and let me be a dude. And I think that element of this offense has been missing heinously uh, since since a long time ago. Frankly, I mean, really, since Jay was here. But even then, there were times, you know, Scott had would go through phases. Last year, there was none of it. There was no no deep ball threat. Last year, and Cliff, for better or for worse, is gonna fling it, and I think that's great. Depending on who the quarterback is, and by the way, you know we can talk about some of the—I don't want to call them conspiracy—but like some of the the dots that are being connected when it comes to Cliff and Caleb and all that kind of stuff. But I could see a Jaden Daniels who had two elite receivers and threw a ton of vertical routes down the field being a great fit in a Cliff Kingsbury offense, potentially. Although Caleb is kind of the elite RPO guy in this class, even though Jaden is a good quarterback runner, um, I, I think I'd prefer him in like a West Coast structured system. Here's the cons to Kingsbury. Um, and there's, there's like, I would say one enormous one. And I think it's kind of been the Achilles heel. And like for all those pros, if you have one giant Achilles heel, um, that can be enough to sink your ship. And it kind of was every year. Cliff relied a lot on tempo. Things were pretty simple. A lot of pure progression reads, a lot of similar stuff, and they relied at times on tempo to just be fast and know that, hey, the defense can't play the coverages that they want to because they don't have time to adjust because we're going fast. And... As defense figured out, defenses each year, because they, they would make tweaks and adjustments in the offseason, whatever. But every year, as the defense's mid year figured out what the right coverages were and knew that they were going to get a similar game plan every week, then that was it. They're they in the right coverage. They have the answers. Now, all of a sudden, all you're doing with your tempo is going three and out quickly. Capiche, there goes your season. And so every single year, his teams faded down the stretch. And whether it was They were tired from the tempo or the adjustment thing, uh, which I tend to think it's more the adjustment thing. That is kind of the downfall of the Cliff Kingsbury offense at this juncture. So he's going to have to make that adjustment. He's going to have to do more during the season. He's going to have to figure out how to run an NFL offense that adapts and evolves each week to the opponent, the game plan and shows different things and always has a counter punch. If he can do that as the OC, he's never been an NFL OC before. Maybe he he has that time now and can do that better that he's not the head coach. This could really work. If not, they're going to be good for a little bit. Uh, and then Cliff is going to get fired in two years and or after this year. And they'll hire someone from the Shanahan tree. And that's how it's going to go. So we'll see. Um, there's a lot to like. I know that's not a clean answer. Everyone wants a, a, a I love it, I hate it take. I don't have one. I think those are the stakes. That's where we're at. And I still have a lot more homework to do. Um, but I will say in talking to some people, there's a lot of people that like Cliff. There's a lot of people that think he's really smart. And I do think that some of the stuff that went sideways in Arizona did have to do with the quarterback and his personality um, as much as it did the head coach. And I don't think there was necessarily any head coach that could have, have fixed some of the stuff that that happened with Kyler in Arizona. And I don't know, we'll see if it continues to happen with Kyler in Arizona uh, after he returned in the middle of last season. So that's where I'm at. Um, here's what I think we're going to do. Uh, We're going to continue to take some call, or we're going to continue to uh, play some of the clips from the press conference, but we're also going to take some calls. What did you hear from Dan Quinn that you liked, didn't like? Did he change your opinion at all after hearing from him? 301-230-0980. I'm going to take my headphones off and go out into the press room and see if any of our our friends here want to join us. Uh, And then Logan's coming uh, sooner rather than later as well. It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980 and always live on the free Odyssey app.